G'day, welcome to Age Abuse and Justice, where each episode I summarise an elder abuse case to demonstrate what elder abuse looks like and how the law deals with it. Age Abuse and Justice started as short videos published on YouTube. I did 15 cases in video format, but it took much longer to record and edit, so gradually I eased out of videos to focus on the podcast. It also allowed me to do cases in more detail. I'm now adding the audio from those video recordings to be available on the podcast channel as well. Please excuse the bad audio, these are made from when I was first learning how to use this equipment so it gets pretty dicey. So this is one of those video recordings. The videos are still available on YouTube if you'd like to check them out. You can search for Age Abuse and Justice or you could look on the New South Wales Legal Aid podcast channel. But I'll also include the links for this case in the notes below. So on to the case. When a parent transfers money to a child, is it a gift or is it a loan? Uh, Well, the law presumes that it is a gift. So basically, it's up to the parent to prove that it was a loan. And this puts the parent automatically on the back foot. That's what the case I'm going to be talking about today demonstrates. So Barry and Lorraine Bergen had four children, and one of them was also named Barry. To avoid any confusion, I'm going to refer to the parents as mother and father and to the child as Barry. In 2009, Barry's business was struggling and he had needed some financial assistance. So he went to his parents and he asked them for a loan. And his parents agreed, but they expressly stated, you know, this loan has to be repaid. We'll only give you this money if you pay it back to us when we need it. And they lent him $98,000. Between 2009 and 2013, he borrowed from his parents another 13 times. And then in 2012, uh, he was struggling to pay his bills. So once again, he went to his parents and he asked to borrow his father's credit card. His father said, yeah, you can borrow my credit card, uh, but you've got to pay off any money you spend on it. So he used his father's credit card and he incurred another 13000 in debt. So by 2015, Barry owed his parents $286,000. In 2015, his parents were getting a bit older in age and they thought, you know, we've got to start planning for our future as well. So his father said to Barry, you know, it's about time you start paying back this money you owe us. And Barry kept saying, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, but never did. Um, There was the emails back and forth, some between Barry, some with the siblings involved, all of which, you know, Barry saying, I'm going to pay this back, but never actually paying his parents back. In April 2015, his parents went and got a solicitor and their solicitor sent him a letter of demand saying, you have to pay back the loan amount now. Barry didn't. Um, He didn't pay it back and his parents had to take him to court. When it went to court, Barry's defence was, firstly, he said, you know, some of these payments haven't actually been made to me. And his other argument was, you know, they're gifts. They're gifts to my company and you don't have to pay back a gift. Uh, And he was actually successful. The court said that the transfer of money between the parents and Barry was more charitable, that the parties never intended to be legally bound by this transaction, that they had no intentions that it would be legally enforceable, that at the most, Barry had a moral obligation to pay his parents back, 
but could not be legally forced to pay them back. And they based this on the fact that um, nobody had written out a loan agreement. They hadn't kept ledgers to show, you know, how much Barry owed over time. They didn't keep a record of that. And even though they'd been lending money to him for years, they hadn't actually demanded it back until very recently. So they said all of that was indicative of the fact that it was a gift and wasn't a loan. And they also said it's not uncommon for parents to be charitable towards their children. The parents weren't happy with this outcome, and so they appealed the decision. The Court of Appeal sided with the parents, and they said, yes, it was absolutely a loan. You couldn't argue any other way because the parents referred to it as a loan. Barry referred to it as a loan. There was always this agreement that he would pay it back. And he, even in writing in the emails, he had said, I will pay it back. So they said to see it any other way would just be ignore all of these communications between the parties in which they themselves said that it's a loan. Uh, the court said, while it isn't uncommon for parents to be charitable towards the children, you also have to look at the express terms of the agreement. And even though there wasn't a written agreement, there was, it was said verbally that it was a loan to be repaid, and then in email correspondence that it was a loan that was going to be repaid. So they said you couldn't ignore those terms. The court ordered Barry to pay back his parents the full $286,000 plus interest going back to April 2015. And they also ordered Barry to pay his parents legal cost of both the original decision and the Court of Appeal decision, which possibly would have been pretty significant. So at the start, I mentioned this presumption the court has that anytime parents transfer money to a child, that it is a gift. The legal term for this is the presumption of advancement. And that's exactly what it is. It presumes that the parent means to gift. And that means that it's up to the parent to prove that it wasn't a gift. Uh, that kind of puts all the work on the parent's side. It would have been much more fair if Barry had to prove that it was a gift, if he had to put forward some documentation, um, make Barry prove that, you know, he deserved this, that he got given it fairly, rather than make the parents who have been absolutely charitable and generous to the son prove their side of the matter. Unfortunately, that's where the, court, the law stands at the moment, that any transfer of funds between a parent to a child is presumed to be a gift. Um, and it's something that probably needs to be looked at when you're considering the uneven footing it puts parents on when it comes to legal proceedings. The other thing Barry relied on was the statute of limitations. So basically the statute of limitation dictates how long after a legal problem has arisen can you no longer pursue it in the courts. And in this case it was six years. So basically Barry was arguing that because he borrowed the $98,000 back in 2009, that his parents could no longer sue him for it in 2015. He said that six-year statute of limitation had expired and they could no longer seek legal help to fix it. Uh, but fortunately, the court said, yes, the statute of limitations, that six-year period does apply, but they said it's from the date the parents requested repayment and he refused. So it actually started from April 2015 rather than way back in 2009. Well, I hope you enjoyed that case and I hope you'll join me for my next one.